Welcome to the Strange Harbors Podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by... Amir Ture. And Derek Wong. So tonight we're talking about an indie sci-fi release from cult favorite filmmakers Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. And we're talking about their film Synchronic. It's very tricky to say when it was released, because... Amir, you actually texted me. You're like, this movie was released in 2019? And it was. It was part of the Toronto International Film Festival slate for 2019. And then it just kind of floundered around without being released for like a whole year, right? Because it was, it was released, I think, end of last year or maybe beginning of this year. I don't remember the exact release date, but... I think it was beginning of this year. Very niche film, I think. Not too many people know about it, but they have a very rabid fan base, these two directors. Um, have you guys seen anything else they've made? I do not think so. I haven't. So um, they have directed, let's see, Resolution, uh, VHS Viral, Spring, The Endless, of course, Synchronic, and then, and then, and I guess, I guess, uh, Moon Knight is coming up, twenty twenty. Yeah. Have you seen any of these, Jeff? I've seen all of them. So they're three full-length feature films have been Spring, Resolution, and Endless in that order. And now this is the fourth one. And they're really good. Honestly, I think this might be the worst one. <laughs> okay. Which is, right. which is funny. Right, we're going to have but, to go back and see the others then, yeah. But even then, this one's pretty good. I, I, like, I like it. It's fun. This is good enough that I definitely want to check out their other stuff, but yeah. not so good that I'm like, I can't oh, see wow, the other no better. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. just so good that I like can't believe that the others might have been better. I, I buy that. <laughs> this has some issues. The other ones are, are way cooler, I think. They do more with the sci-fi or, or fantasy concepts. Like, Spring is like a love story between a regular guy and then this girl. She turns out to be like a Lovecraftian monster or whatever that feeds on flesh which is really cool that's awesome they're really into like cosmic horror and stuff like that so resolution and endless are actually linked they take place in the same universe endless is like kind of secret sequel to it tangential to like the story of resolution which i think is pretty cool um if you watch both of them and of course this is its own thing um so synchronic stars anthony mackie and jamie dornan as two paramedics who are in the middle of a what would you want to say like a illegal drug epidemic of this experimental sci-fi drug that sends you through time it's like a time travel movie right yeah i wanted to get what your thoughts are what did you guys think uh i liked it but didn't love it it's not mm -hmm. okay like like in terms of like sci-fi movies we've seen recently it's like not as good as possessor i didn't like it as much as possessor right right I think I really liked the first half, but I felt like maybe the pacing was a bit off, and that second half kind of disappointed me a little bit. I feel like, as you were alluding to, they never really, they don't ever go anywhere super cool with the time travel concept. And there's just so yeah, many exactly. cool. I think so. There's too. so many cool time travel sci fi movies, and there's so many cool, like, indie sci fi travel movies that, like, mm -hmm. this has, like, a really stacked competition. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it just didn't impress me on that, on that level. Didn't impress me on the level of being like an indie time travel sci-fi movie, but like just as a movie, I think the first half especially, there's a lot of really great character work. I liked what Anthony Mackie did. Yeah, Anthony Mackie's great in this. I liked him a lot in this. He's really good. Jamie Dornan's really good in this too, actually. So I really liked the first half just as a character, so you have like two friends. 
Um, like that, that it was, it was, it was fun. Like they played those roles really well, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think the character work elevates this. I, I definitely do. It, it really does. But yeah, it just uh, as a concept, I think it doesn't hold up. Which is funny because I feel like a lot of sci-fi movies and even books and whatever, it's always the other way. The concept's good and it's let down by like right. you know the the character work or uh, flimsy know, the characters. Thing, the, yeah, 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 flimsy characters, poor acting, goofy special effects or whatever. Which none of that's really in here, right? I'll take this over that any day, though. I think good characters make things work way better than they should, and, and I think that says a lot. Yeah, you'd probably be more disappointed if it was a cool concept and the whole rest of the movie around it didn't work, right? Yeah. Sorry, that was a lot. What, what do you think, Derek? So I am actually going to disagree with you, Amir. Well, I'm going to agree with you and disagree with you. I do agree with you that there is some pretty terrible pacing to this movie. Oh, terrible might be a strong word, but I really didn't like the pacing. But I'm not going to agree with you that I actually didn't like the first half at all. And it's not until we get into the whole time travel stuff. That's where I started to get into the movie. I liked when, you know, Mackie was trying to figure out how the pills work. And yes, his little experiments were very cool. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Like, I thought that was really fun and really inventive. And that's where, like, the sci-fi-ness comes through, right? Where he's traveling to all these different eras. And I, I, I really enjoyed that. I agree with you. I think the ending falls pretty flat, and I don't like it either. So if if you were going to break this down, I, I, I probably like only, like, a third of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't seen any of the other stuff that they've directed or written i think what you told me about them is is, it seems pretty cool like i'm i'm really into time travel stuff i'm really into sci-fi stuff so Mm -hmm. i'd be interested to maybe go back and and watch some of the other stuff but then you know after seeing this i'm a little worried that they're gonna be moon knight directors i'm gonna go ahead and say this is their worst movie okay even though i like it i think it's it's got some like amir said it's got some good character work and and it does some fun things It, it doesn't quite land all its punches i would say solid like B minus here on this one. I'd probably grade it just a little bit lower. Like I, Ooh, I don't know. C I really plus. didn't. <laughs> I yeah. I I don't know why. I did not like Jamie Dornan's character at all. Like for me, it was just like there's too much of this character and his wife, and I I wasn't really drawn in by their story whatsoever. Mm. A lot of what their purpose is to set up their daughter, who then gets lost. Right. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I wanted to see more of the. You know, Anthony Mackie, him doing the time travel stuff. Uh, like, you wanted, I wanted, you wanted to get that. back to that, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I don't care I about Jamie Dornan. Interesting. So I'm actually of two minds. Like, I think some of the time travel stuff is pretty uninspired in this. But I'm yeah. also, like, thinking, like, a lot of time travel movies are so convoluted. And it's a little refreshing that it's not, like, paradoxes and stuff like that. And it's very, very straightforward. I am a little disappointed that, like, we don't get, like, your typical time travel shenanigans. Like, why have time travel if you're not going to fuck around with, like, the timeline or, like, even touch upon paradoxes and stuff like that? But, like, it is a little refreshing. Would you agree or or not really? I don't know. I had an issue with the whole time travel stuff because, like, I love time travel movies. And I'm not saying that all, you know, there is no perfect, like, time travel movie in the sense that, there's no movie that gets time travel perfectly, right? Like you well, can't... I don't think it's possible, right? Cause... It's not possible. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's not possible, uh, right? There is, and it's called Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just not possible, right? Because we just don't know how it works. But at the same time, this movie left me asking too many questions about the time travel logic. And when movies do that, that really irks me. 
I need to believe in the science a little bit more so that it just doesn't take me out of the movie. Interesting. Like an example is at the end, right? He hits his clock, right? He has his seven minutes, right? Mm -hmm. When he takes the pill, but then he hands her the pill later, but she still disappears at his seven minute mark. Like that doesn't make any sense to me, right? Doesn't she have her own seven minute timer when she takes the pill? Right? Because she took the pill after him, but she disappears before him. But I think it's because that his time travel thing is pulling in the buildings or whatever, and she's sitting on the rock, which acts as an anchor. I think. Maybe not. Like, she's riding his stream, in a sense? Kind of, right? Because doesn't, doesn't he say that, like, like he didn't really make it back to his spot in that one experiment with the tree, right? And he had to mm-hmm. grab onto that piece of the present that, like, anchored him? So wasn't she doing the same thing? Or no, am I wrong? I don't know. See, yeah, that, that's the thing. I'm just not clear about the time travel logic in this movie. That Well, that doesn't really bother me because his seven minutes doesn't mean that she has seven minutes, right? Because it all depends on how developed like your pineal gland is or whatever. And he's older than she is. Even though she that's is. True. Yeah. Even oh, though is that she, that's true. All right. We're getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves <laughs> here. No, no, no. It makes sense. I mean, for me, I'll just say... That the time travel mechanics didn't bother me too much. I didn't think about them too much because it seemed clear the movie wasn't that interested in it. Yeah. So I was just like, eh, all right. Like, it's a weird drug that makes you travel time. Like, whatever. I don't know. For me, it's just like time travel is an iffy thing. Like, if you're going to use it, you got to... Got to use it right. You got to use it right. Yeah. Uh, That's just my... That's my my hiccup with time travel movies. Are are you a Primer fan, Derek? I have never seen Primer. Dude, you gotta go watch Primer. If, you're, right. if you're big into the mechanics of time travel, okay. we're gonna love Primer. Or hate it. I don't know. <laughs> or hate it, yeah. <laughs> I will take that suggestion. I will try to watch it, Primer. Alright, go watch Primer and maybe we can do a, do a Primer cast and we can, we can talk about it for an hour. Maybe maybe at that point we'll have figured it out. I would say kind of similar vibes, actually. Okay, in like the indie sci-fi in the film. Indie, but I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think complete opposite ends of the spectrum yes. as far as the importance of Mechanics, the yes, the importance yes. of the gimmick, right? Primer's all about the gimmick, and this is all about the characters, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. It's all about, like, you know, this friend, like, sacrificing – well, spoiler alert – sacrificing his life for his buddy's daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's all about that emotional investment or whatever, mm-hmm. which, pri- which Primer – like, I don't even remember what the fuck that movie is about. But, yeah, I, I do agree. I do like – well, I mean, Derek, you didn't like the first half of this movie, but I thought – it was pretty cool where they're just investigating all this weird shit and you don't know what's going on. I mean, yeah, you kinda, I like that. You kind of get an idea because like the opening scene is not with um, our two main characters. It's with some random fucking druggie and, and her boyfriend or whatever. And they get really fucked up by this drug, right? And they're just hopping around from like emergency to emergency and it's all like synchronic related stuff. Like there's like ancient swords and like burnt victorian doorknobs and stuff it's cool it's trippy i kind of like that i liked it Mm -hmm. yeah i really liked the table setting stuff Uh i didn't like the meal they served that's a good enough that's good that's good (laughs) i loved like the the creepiness of it and stuff like that but it did take a while to get to i mean it is almost exactly halfway through the movie when he starts doing his little time travel experiments it's like wait we're just now getting to this yeah and it felt like there wasn't, like, enough time. Because then, like, there's that whole thing. It's just like, oh, I only have so many pills to do this experiment. It's like, wait, what? And then, like, it just barrels to an end really, really fast. Mm-hmm. 
and so that I think that's part of what makes the end feel like not earned or not or, or, or I don't know truncated or something. Mm-hmm. It's just the pacing is definitely a little off, and that I, I I really do enjoy that first half, but it doesn't fit well with like I don't know the constraints they've set themselves for the second half. Of the but I think we can all agree that the Anthony Mackie experimenting with a pill is probably the highlight of the movie, right? I think that's yeah. the best part. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, that's yeah. just really good. That and like the weird, creepy stuff at the beginning. I yeah, yeah. I like a lot too. Yeah, and I like I like that when we're seeing those experiments he's doing. Like he, he you know, he fucks up, right? His dog getting stuck in time is so sad. It's okay, so sad. We, all right, I didn't want to go there yet, but okay, we gotta we gotta talk about this dog scene, right? <laughs> so I understand it is very sad, and I of course I was also very sad when I watched it, but like I don't know, it actually made me very angry to watch it because one it's really stupid what he does right as a character but two i i felt like it was emotional manipulation on this you know killing a dog well i mean the dog doesn't really die but like losing the dog No, but like he gets trapped in like bigot racist like you know 17 or 1800s right like yeah but well, it's a white dog well, it's ostensibly, a white dog that's, it'll be fine that's worse for anthony mackie than for the dog yeah for the dog yeah. i know but like the dog is white too. dude the dog's gonna be <laughs> the fine dog is white. dog gets left with white people he's fine <laughs> yeah i i was very frustrated because I'm a dog owner, right? Um, mm. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I, Jeff, I think no, you have I'm a cat. No, I'm not, actually. I've never had a dog. I've actually never had a dog. So I never had so a dog. Like, I have a cat. So Yeah. No, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's a, it's a, a pet, pet thing. right? Yeah. It, if I was experimenting with time and, like, not knowing if he would come back with me, I would not risk my dog's life. Right. That's like risking a family member, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's, you, you grab a random squirrel or something. For yes. Yeah. I would go to, like, yeah. a Petco. Yeah. Grab yeah, a yeah. hamster. Buy a hamster. Like, Edward Forty hands that to my hand, right? Like, just <laughs> duct tape it to my hand. And let's go do this experiment, right? I'm going to make right. sure this, yeah. like, my experiment works rather than, like, my, bring my dog on a leash and not know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, you got to, like... Canary in the coal mine, that shit, right? Th- th- okay, that is definitely a very good. I didn't even think of that as I was watching it, but like, it makes so much sense that this isn't like, like this is like a movie thing to do, and not what a real person in that situation would do. Yeah, I think it's a very good point. Like, no real person would use their pet. It's like, I love my dog. I'm not gonna put him through that, you know, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, just in case. Like I said, buy a freaking fucking rat or hamster from like a pet store the <laughs> next day and do this. Like, uh, that's. And that's where the m- emotional manipulation comes in, right? Like, I knew I when he was traveling with his dog, I was like, oh, shit. I know shit, what's going to happen. Ex- that's an excellent point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the f- more frustrating. Like, I like the idea behind it. Like, I would do that. I would test. I, I commend the character for wanting to test a live subject rather than test it on the girl that he's trying to bring back. But not with my dog. <laughs> but not with my dog. Not with your dog. Don't do it with your dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, I'm done with the dog thing. <laughs> no, that's a dude. That is such an uh, an excellent point. One of the minor things like that that bugged me was during the home invasion thing when that doctor like breaks into his house. Mm-hmm. Um, like a who does that? But b like I feel like. The one thing Anthony Mackie doesn't do, which I feel like he would definitely do, is if some dude breaks into your house and is like, I'm the scientist who designed these time travel pills. Wouldn't you, like, Google the guy on your cell phone? I guess. 
That's like yeah. the first thing I would do is like, oh, I'm Dr. So-and-so? Okay. I'm going to Google you and see if you're actually a chemist or if you're some fucking crazy hobo who broke into my house, <laughs> right? Like, or are you someone who's on synchronic right now? Like, I don't fucking know. That's, <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah. That's I true. don't know. The very first thing I would do is if you're telling me, oh, these are my credentials. Before I listen to your story about the pineal gland, I want to know that you know what you're talking about, man. Like, what? Yeah, that's true. Like, I didn't even think – he just takes him for – He just takes it as a word. Like, what? I would never do that. Like, I would <laughs> definitely – I would Google you and I'd be like, all right, man. Like, tell me your story. But I'm going to check and see if you've been like – I don't know. Fucking – I don't know. What, what's the – like, if you've been like deemed unfit to practice or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I didn't catch it. So this is not an illegal drug. So this is a drug you can get in a store? No, it's a synthetic. So what they do is they, they take a drug – that has a, like some kind of psychogenic effect, and they change the molecule slightly because they've changed it. That changed molecule technically isn't uh, like illegal or whatever. So like mm-hmm. that's so so it's a so it's a synthetic drug, and then that's like that's like the workaround or whatever. I see. So it is an illegal drug, though, right? Where I got a little confused because he goes into a store to try to buy it, and I was like, wait, what, is this illegal? No, or not? I think it's not illegal because you can get these things like. This is the whole point of a designer drug is that like is that these things are like technically like not illegal. Like the government is always a step behind it, like making these things illegal because like they find the new company and they're like, all right, this one's illegal now too, and then you just change another like molecule or whatever, right? Like that's the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. Because like it's not classified as illegal yet, you probably you can't find it on drug tests. That's the whole point of a designer drug, right? So presumably it's legal because you're people were getting it at gas stations, right? Or whatever that store is. Yeah, that was like a that. that was like a weed shop or whatever. But, like, it was yeah. clearly a legal thing, right? And that's what these designer drugs are like. You can get them at, like, like over-the-counter at a gas station or whatever. Yeah. All right. One thing I did admire is some of the, the imagery uh, in this movie. Like, I really like cool. the scenes when Anthony Mackie is, like, laying. Is that, like, a radiation table that he's on or whatever where he has, like, that net over his face? Yeah. It's like the MRI thought, or, or whatever. Yeah. I thought that or was – I don't scan. know if that's I, – I don't know if that's how it really looks like, Amir. But, I mean, that was pretty cool imagery. It was cool. I think I don't know if that's what it looks like. I think he's yeah, getting I radiation. Know. I think he's getting radiation treatment in some of those. The first one, like where they get the scan back, I think that's a. It looks like it's an MRI, but I feel like it's supposed to be a. I feel like it's. I don't know. The imagery makes it look like it's a PET scan or something, but I don't know. And then the rest of them, like the thing with the net on his head, I think that's all. I think those are his. I think those are his radiation treatments. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool imagery, and then just I think the imagery of just like when he time travels and. Just the places that he goes, like the, the the locations that they find, I think are are really cool, and I I do appreciate all of that. Yeah, it's it's cool. So I mean, let's get into the crux of the movie a little bit, right? Because like, if you haven't watched this movie, you don't really know what's about it. So like, they're like finding all these people who have gotten fucked up by these drugs, and then Jamie Dornan's character, his daughter, takes the drug, and she gets lost in time. I mean, you don't know that at first. You just think that she's missing but they go investigate like some rooftop party and then like it's revealed that she was at the party and and then she went missing so the whole movie is like anthony mackie figures out that he's dying and then he's trying to find a way to get jamie dornan's daughter back pretty straightforward premise i think for for a time travel movie we learned that the time travel only happens in children right because their pineal glands are not developed and then but we also learned that because of you know, Anthony Mackie has a, a 
Has a brain tumor, yeah. Has a brain tumor that causes him to have an undeveloped pineal gland pineal too. Pineal gland, yeah. Pineal gland too. So, you know, he's able to time travel as an adult, I guess, where other adults are not able to. So, like, that's the conceit, you know, like, he, his best friend's daughter's missing and he feels like, and it really is like he's the only person that can save her, right? Yeah. And that's where a lot of the, the time travel mechanics come from or the time, like, the, te- the testing of the time travel comes from that we, we've been talking about, right? Because he needs to figure out how this drug works. So he like buys out the supply at the at the weed shop or whatever, right? And there's only like mm-hmm. how many left? Like six or seven left in like the entire world. Cause the doctor that breaks into his house, he fucking blows his own head off. Like off screen, you don't really see it, but mm-hmm. he kills himself and there's like no other way to get more of the drug. So he's only got like three or four shots at like rescuing experiment. to experiment and rescue Jamie Dornan's daughter, right? Yeah, so the drug is discontinued because it's, you know, because of the awful effects it's been having. Yeah. And then the doctor who invented it has been going around buying up all of the stock and getting rid of it. So that's yeah. why there's only these few samples left. Yeah. So what did you think of his little experiments in time? I felt like it was, I felt like everyone in, in the past was an asshole. Yeah, right. Yeah, he goes to the worst places. Dude, he goes to the worst time. I think there's, there's a lot of, like, stand-up comedians who say this, but, like, if you're black, time travel fucking sucks. Like, why yeah, would you yeah. ever go the, the back in was, time? The movie was definitely making that point. That was not lost like, on Like, any time, like, <laughs> um, I don't know, probably pre-1980 like probably sucks, <laughs> right? Like, Yeah, man. Wild racist. Yeah, he, he runs into, like, the KKK and, like, I don't know, some Civil War guy must, like, make him his <laughs> Yeah. <slave. laughs> Which I feel like is just shitty luck, right? Like... I mean, I know those people exist, but, like, what are the chances that the first and only person you run into in that time is somebody who's, like, got a gun and immediately wants to enslave you? They're not even like, hey, where'd you come from, person who materialized out of nowhere? Like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's very, like, just, I don't, you know what they're like? They're like freaking computer game antagonists that are just in- turned to hostile immediately. You know? They don't act like real people. They're like enemies that you aggro or whatever. Like, it, it's, it's just very weird. Like, they don't, he appears in that guy's house and the guy's like, hey, hey. And he just gets a knife and starts like running at him. Like, I get it. Someone appeared in the middle of your house. But like, there's a difference between that and the way Anthony Mackey's character acted when the doctor appeared in his house. You know what I mean? True, true. That's a good like, He uh, doesn't parallel. straight up start killing him. The level right? of hostility is so off the charts. He's just like, I'm going to stab you in the neck. Police, stab this man. I was like, yo, what? Dude, chill. <laughs> like, it's wild, man. Wild. The coolest one was probably the, um, I don't know what they are. The the cult, the, the like, sorcerer it's like cult. It's like the shamans like, or whatever. They're like, going yeah. sacrifice them or something? I don't even know what's going on. No. Man. They're having, like, a, I don't know, a seance or something. It's like a ritual to summon the spirits. So when he appears, they think he's one of the spirits. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, grab hold of the spirit or whatever. So like, that's him. why they're, like, yeah. chasing after him or whatever. They're actually the only ones who, like, don't want to kill him. And they're black, by the way. Um, so, like, <laughs> they're, the, they're the only ones who aren't immediately, like, oh, let's kill this guy. Still scary, though. <laughs> it's still super scary because they're, like, chasing after him to, like... But, yeah, everybody in the past really sucked. The Ice Age Hunter was more friendly than those fucking white Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Do you find it to be odd that, like, every time he runs into, like, another person? Because, like, what are the chances of that? Like, especially in the Ice Age and stuff? Like, I feel like it actually tethers you to, like, 
other humans, probably. Right? Because that's like the only explanation. Like, how is it? Yeah, every go everywhere he goes, there's always a person, right? You're at least like close to, yeah. In the middle of nowhere or whatever. I don't know. And it almost happened to him. Like, he time traveled from like the roof of the building. So when he went back, there's no roof and he falls like kind of into that tree and then down to the ground. Yeah. You could easily materialize like over some sharp rocks and just die. Like, <laughs> I don't know. This experiment is like insanely dangerous. You could yeah. easily just fall and like break your leg and not be able to climb back to the proper height where you go, where, like, which brings you back to your own time. Yeah. And then that's it, right? Like, so like the premise, I guess, is that you have to, is that you go back in time at a particular point and you have seven minutes or he has seven minutes to return back to that point in order to get, to be brought back to his own time. And if he misses that time and space window, he's stuck in the past. Unless he takes another pill. I guess unless he takes which, another pill, which, which I guess starts him back. seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I kind of was hoping that he'd like, go to their future. I know it's weird. But like, that would have been cool. Oh yeah, like uh, what? Yeah, why? Why didn't we get to see a moment where he maybe went to a future rather than a past? Right, that would have been kind of cool. Oh, maybe that's just not how it works. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's not. Yeah, how it's, it seems like it's a past pill. It's a racist pill. It's a past <laughs> pill. <laughs> only takes you to only takes you to fucking racist times. This movie's a little bit like Tenet, where I feel like it just didn't make enough use of its science fictional concept. Hmm. Like Tenet used its science fictional concept, but. There wasn't anything more to it than that. It was just kind of like there, like which just in the end, tenets, tenets, it just wasn't that cool. And like this, I sort of feel the same way. Like I feel like they had, but at least this had the characters. It did, but I feel like this <laughs> had like certain like budgetary constraints, and so they had this kind of like very low on effects, seven minute limit time travel thing, which like in the end, wasn't super cool. Yeah, I expected more. That's what it is. I think I expected more. Especially when he was doing the, the experiments, I was like, oh, some crazy time travel shit's gonna go down. But it never actually really happened. Like, spoiler yeah. alert, at the end of the movie, like, he goes back and, like, he rescues Jamie Norton's daughter. And, like, but he can't get back. So he's just stuck back there. So that's that's it. There's really nothing to it. There's, there's a little bit of the paradox where he thought that she left them the the engraving in the rock, but it was actually him, right? Because because he goes and and he's like, oh, thank God you left that engraving in the rock, or else we never would have known like where your anchor point was or whatever. And then he was like, and then and then she's and then Jamie and George are like, yeah, what are you talking about? I never did that. So then he realizes that he realizes that it was him all along, which is kind of interesting. But like that is really good, like fridge mm -hmm. logic, fridge logic, right? Because then yeah. Then I think at that point he realizes, oh, crap, I'm going to have to stick around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted Jamie Dornan's character to be a little bit more... Involved? No, like, more open with Anthony Mackie's character. Like, just, like, he felt like... Even though they were, like... I thought it was a really, like, nice portrayal of, like, a, of, like two dudes being friends. Guys yeah. Being yeah. Or whatever. Like, I like that, but, like... Friendship goals. I don't know. Dornan was a little bit one note. Mm-hmm. A little bit, like, maybe less empathetic about the cancer than I feel like he could have been. Well, he learns about it very late. Yeah, he finds out so, so late. Yeah. He does. And the movie chooses to play it a certain way, which I just didn't quite appreciate. It's like manufactured tension, because it's like Anthony Mackie's not open about his, like, terminal illness and the fact that he's trying to save his daughter. Like, if you just come clean about that, like, I feel like... There would have been a lot less tension or whatever, but I guess that's that's for the sake of drama, I guess. 
melodramatics. Yeah, but then it kind of undercuts the relationship you drew there, where these are like two best buddies. Yeah, very, yeah, obviously, obviously sure, very open sure. with each other and always bitching to each other about their own life problems. Like, well, I mean, I felt like they were trying to make both of them the leads of this movie when really it's just Anthony Mackie. It should Mackie. have been Anthony Mackie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because besides the fact that he's just, you know, he's he is his best friend and he's the, the father of the daughter that Mackie's trying to save, he's really inconsequential to this whole story, right? Like the 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 marital problems that he has, like that really doesn't amount to anything, right? It doesn't drive, I, I at least I don't feel like it drives anything in this movie. Other than to give more characterization to Dornan's character, which I personally don't think we need. Yeah. I don't know. I, there was an imbalance in the script that I just felt like, I don't know why why we had to focus so much on Dornan's well, character. Yeah, well, I think like from the billing and like the beginning of the movie where they're just like paramedic duo or whatever, like you would think like, oh, we're getting like time travel bros. They're going to travel in time together and like solve a mystery or something. But like... Mm-hmm. That never happens. It's only Anthony Mackie doing all the heavy lifting with the time travel, yeah. right? So I, I get that. But it does have some really great character moments. Like, you don't even know what happens to Anthony Mackie's family, but that little anecdote that Jamie Dornan's character tells to his wife about, like, the the coffins of his family washing up during, like, Katrina or whatever, that mm-hmm. shit was crazy. yeah. Because you get, like, glimpses of, like, these coffins washing up and, like, what what the fuck is this, you know? Does it have to do with anything with, like, the time travel? But not not at all. I thought that was, like, a nice touch because it was just outlining, like, how much of a bro Anthony Mackie is, right? Yeah. But basically the thing was, like, Anthony Mackie's dead family washes up in, like, the flood or whatever in their coffins. And then Jamie Dornan's, like, responding to that and he passes out. And the first thing that Anthony Mackie says when he wakes up is, like, you okay, bro? Even though like it's his family that washed up, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I thought I, that was that was a nice little character beat that I liked. I just wanted to ask you guys. This is another. I'm gonna just say it outright. This is another nitpicky thing. Uh, okay. So time still moves forward for the daughter, right? You know when she time travels. Yeah. So that's my thing too. So like, how is she? So is she in that battlefield for days, weeks? She's been gone for weeks. I mean, I think. There probably wasn't a battle. I mean, the battle probably just broke out recently. I don't think she's been in a battle for weeks running. It's not but then why would, why would at there. all she would – why would she run into the middle of a battle then? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if a battle broke out, I wouldn't run to the middle of the battle and be in the trenches with all these dead people, right? But here's, here's what – here's what my explanation for that is because, like – Every location is tethered to one point in time, right? Yes. So, like, I feel like when Anthony Mackie travels back in time, it's it's like right when Jamie Dornan's daughter shows up. It's like almost at the same time, maybe. But then she looks all fucked up already. So, like, I, I don't know how long she's been there. It's not clear. Yeah, if it would be the same time when he drop right on you top see of her, her immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. So it's like I clearly there has been some time that's passed, but then it makes me like wonder, like, wait. How long has she been here in this middle of this battle? Uh, but I guess I can uh, understand maybe, yeah, you're right. It's like tethered to this time, so maybe time moves slower for the person that time travel. I don't know. You never, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Again, this is another thing that, like you're saying, not really that it works, but. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. That's why I say it's a little nitpicky, but that, these are all like all those little things I just started picking out from this movie. I'm like, all right, this time logic isn't quite working for me, and it 
it doesn't like ruin the movie for me, but it does definitely like take it down a notch in my mind. Fair. Yeah, that's that's just me. I like you know that's just time travel movies for me, and I just I that's my own little hiccup with yeah. these, these things. But no, I I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed, like I said, the actual like time travel experiments. I thought those were super fun. Pretty funny too, because he like comes back because like a fucking conquistador motherfucker or whatever, you know? <laughs> it was yeah. pretty funny. That guy's like, an the, asshole to him too. Yeah, that guy was an asshole too. That that conquistador dude was cool looking. That was cool. I thought that yeah, was, was really, yeah. really neat. Yeah, and he doesn't attack him because he's black. He attacks him because he's a ghost. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's not racist, just superstitious. So. Yeah. That guy's cool. That guy's cool. The Ice Age guy's all right, but uh, fuck everybody else in time. <laughs> Any time after, like, the Conquistadors all the way up to modern day, fuck that shit. <laughs> and I like how, like, he brings pieces of the past back with him into the present, right? Because, like, when he's in the Ice Age, he comes back and he's, like, shivering and he's freezing and there's, like, snow all over him. The Conquistadors, like, sword swing puts, like, a groove in his, a like, floor. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. A lot of a lot of cool little touches like that. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting movie. I mean, I I'd still recommend it. It's still like if anyone's out there like interested in this movie, I would definitely go go check it out. I mean, if you like time travel movies, if you like shitty things happening to dogs, yeah, go if that's your thing, you know, watch this movie. At first, I thought the dog made it back because he's like outside the window. Yeah, you and think then he like fades like, away. Hopeful. Damn, no. that's fucked up. Yeah, messed up. But is there anything else you guys want to bring up? Pretty abbreviated discussion. Um, I, straightforward movie. Yeah, straightforward movie. Uh, cool time travel stuff. Not as cool as I thought it was going to be, but... All right. Well, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me on my blog at Strange Harbors. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Strange Harbors as well. What about you guys? Shout out to your Sundance reviews, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like, right, congratulations on that. I've only written one so far because it's been so jam-packed. How many movies did you watch? Did you count? Not as many as some other people. Let me do a quick count here. Ten. That's still a lot for still uh, a three lot. days. It's a lot. Three day, three, two or three-day period. I don't know how some people watch like 30, 40 movies. It's like... So is it like regular Sundance where movies overlap or do they schedule it so that you can technically watch all movies if you, you can't want watch them to. all there's no way well there's no actually way. i don't know i feel like if you're efficient because you have second screenings and like on demand and stuff mm-hmm. um which have been, they've been pretty good with like allowing second screenings and stuff so and then they're very generous with like the window too so like the the second screening window is actually 24 hours so like if something conflicts with the premiere you can watch the the one that you missed the next day within like 24 hours so it's pretty good Oh, nice. Okay. I just don't have, like, I have, like, my job. I have a kid. Like, I don't have the bandwidth to watch, like, 30 movies for the for the festival. That's just insane. That's crazy. Is the Rotten Tomatoes thing? Explain to the people. What's the deal? Oh, Sundance is just, I, I applied for, to cover it as press, and, and they granted it to me. So, like, that's nothing to do with Rotten Tomatoes. But, like, I am now a Rotten Tomatoes approved critic. That was a recent development from last week. So, I'm pretty happy about that. I've been rejected twice. And this time they accepted oh. me. So, so if you hate the critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, you have some you have someone to hate now. No, <laughs> you do, you do. Well, you, know, you have am... a way to give your give your feedback. Now you have a Rotten Tomatoes critic at your very disposal. Our own Jeffrey Zhang. So, <laughs> the, the power in my hands is incredible right now. You don't even know. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Amir, where can people find you? Um, Letterbox is a good place. I'm not a fancy Rotten T- Tomatoes critic, and I'm not a review in Sundance, so check out the Letterbox. What about you, Derek? 
Uh, you can find me at the wrong day. Dig is spelled D-A-Y-I-K, and that's for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to many more people. If you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, any uh, tidbits about Synchronic, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like getting your email. Sometimes we read it out on the pod. So feel free to do that. And with that, I think that will be the end of this episode. We will see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.